Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. The Soul of Business with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to the Soul of Business on Money FM 89.3. Today I speak to Shi Si Kun, DBS uh, Singapore Country Head, about distributing complementary care packages to healthcare professionals working hard in the wake of the COVID 19 coronavirus disease 2019 situation. Now we talk about what went into developing the initiative, the response it has gotten so far, as well as what DBS hopes to do next to help and combat. COVID-19 reaching out to our community. Welcome to the show. Thank you. All right. Now, I mean, we, everyone's going to be looking to companies like DBS. You're the Development Bank of Singapore. So did you feel you had to do something or it was a case of we really wanted to? Well, in a way, I would say we really wanted to mm-hmm. uh, for a simple reason that we are the Development Bank of Singapore, and that is very much in our DNA. Right. Uh, we started all right at the very beginning, really trying to um, help build this nation. Mm-hmm. And so what the nation is today, I would say, is something which DBS has played a big part in sure. um, all this while. So as we are faced with such challenges, it is only the right thing and uh, that uh, we also play our part in this entire uh, national effort. Okay. Why did you single out uh, healthcare workers? Not that I'm saying they don't deserve it, because I absolutely feel that they do. But why did you pick it? Well, in in, in fact, I would say that, you know, um, DBS had adopted a very holistic and comprehensive mm-hmm. approach uh, to this um, uh, nationwide effort to fight against COVID-19. In particular here, our effort um, to reach out to these 32,000 healthcare professionals is really to add on to the bank's collective effort. And why did we do it is because uh, we recognise that they are really at the front line of really battling this, uh, this virus. And uh, we did it because we wanted to show them that um, there is uh, strength in um, collective numbers, Mm -hmm. uh, that they are not alone. We're here to give them the support in ways that we can. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's really an encouragement to them and an appreciation and a show of solidarity. And perhaps because they weren't um, shown that appreciation by every sector of the community. Well, I mean, in a way, we really felt that uh, they had done a fantastic job sure. in helping us uh, contain and also, you know, helping us, help, helping to keep, keep us, keep the entire nation safe. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is really one of those things that we wanted to do, take a leadership position in order not just to benefit them, but also hopefully to be able to encourage others to do the same. All right. Well, I can't say that I disagree with it. I think it's absolutely a wonderful initiative so talk to us about developing this distribution effort. It's not a small number of healthcare professionals. So how did you go about planning it? How did the teams get together? I'm sure you had to involve quite a few internal stakeholders. Oh, yes, of course we did. And, and in fact, uh, when we first came up with this idea, mm. um, we knew we had to do something. But actually, one of the first things I told the team was not to rush into it blindly. Right. Uh, so I said, let's, if we wanted to do something, let's do something that really helps the people, uh, something which is meaningful. So the first thing we did was that we had a principle that we wouldn't want to, you know, help for helping sake and create more trouble mm-hmm. for these people mm-hmm. who are already stressed enough. Right. So I made the team actually reach out uh, and find out 
what exactly these uh, healthcare professionals need. Right. Um, so that's one of the first things we did to make sure that we did something that was meaningful, something that they really would welcome and they, they wanted to and, and take as much, you know, kind of headache away from them as, mm-hmm. as possible. Mm-hmm. So as we went about engaging with them, we found that actually different of, different of public hospitals that are helping to deal with this had different needs. And so as a result of that, we actually packaged all these uh, help in, in different ways. Right. So for example, there are some who came back and said that they had, they had healthcare professionals that had to kind of stand up the whole day and they would be aching and all right. that at the end of the day. There are some who would have to put on surgical masks all day. And as a result, you know, they were have, they're experiencing some uh, dermatological uh, challenges sure. on their faces and so on. Right. So as a result of that, we then went out and contacted our list of uh, social enterprises that mm-hmm. we partner with through DBS Foundation, as well as some of our customers, our SME, um, uh, local SMEs, uh, to help us source and uh, ultimately we provide and supp- supply and distribute uh, some of these care packs uh, and FMB, uh, FMB kind of uh, rewards right. to these healthcare professionals. Okay, so you're saying they had different wish lists yeah. and, and it really depended on also where they were within the, the greater scheme of things and what they did. Some of them, you're right. I actually did speak to um, one of those charities that were taking care of the skin of the um, healthcare professionals, because they were wearing the mask for so many hours, it was cutting into their skin. It was, they partnered with skincare companies, health and, and beauty companies to send moisturizers and such to them, which is exactly what they wanted. Yeah. So that's interesting because even, even then, it is a unique wish list. And you're talking about quite a lot of them. I've spoken to DBS Foundation many times, so I'm, I'm quite aware, and our listeners are as well, that DBS has got quite a, a deep foundation in wanting to give back to community. So as it looks like COVID-19 is going to be with us for a while, are there going to be more initiatives like this? Oh, well, certainly so. Um, so um, one of the things that uh, we wanted to ensure was that, that uh, this goodwill and this, um, this collaboration mm-hmm. um, is something which we have to also work out in a sustainable fashion. Sure. So, so what we've seen now is kind of the first wave of, of what we did. Uh, we will obviously continue to monitor the situation mm-hmm. and, and continue to work out uh, with, uh, with uh, these parties as to how else and what else and when else right, we can actually lend a hand. I mean, what is really happening is that we have also witnessed uh, many other agencies and many other um, organisations also joining the effort. Sure. So if we can kind of pull together, I'm sure that collectively as a nation, uh, we can pull, this, uh, pull through this together. All right. Um, one of the things that I find very interesting is a lot of younger employees and companies look to the companies they want to work for by seeing what is their CSR, where are, where are their initiatives to give back to community, which makes it a very interesting question across the board with the, with the volunteers that I'm sure you had to have within the company. What did the staff feel about this initiative what was their feedback? Oh, actually, I, I, I would say our staff were quite encouraged. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was myself very encouraged when I saw the reaction from, from my colleagues. Um, because obviously, when we, when we went about making these efforts, some of the beneficiaries themselves had started to post on, on, on social media. Right. And of course, likewise, we ourselves uh, in DBS, we have our, our own pages and all that in which we, 
we actually talk about you know the efforts we have made, mm-hmm. primarily really to encourage the wider community to join in this effort. Because sure. I think this is not something that's competitive. Right. This is something that, frankly, we should all pull together to do. Right. And what was really heartening was that you know I've seen a quite a number of my colleagues, uh, both. Uh, in our own internal communications as well as some of the more public ones actually um, make many positive comments Mm -hmm. including how they are so encouraged and proud to be working for an organisation like that how this is the right thing to do and so on and so forth. All right. And, you know, it is a great initiative and you're right, we need to it isn't a competition we all need to come together as a community and try to help our frontline people whether it is healthcare or whether it is the grab drivers that take us to work and from work every day. If they need it, maybe we should consider them as well. Or our cab drivers, our bus drivers, our train drivers. All right. So off the top of your head, I'm sure you're already thinking about what next. What could you do next? Maybe you can give us a sneak into what you're considering. Well, actually, uh, you have uh, you have alluded to that, uh, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that it might have to go beyond just the frontline healthcare workers. Yeah. Now, I must I must say that we did want to make the first impact because mm-hmm. those are really at the front line caring for for patients and yeah. testing testing for potential patients and all. Uh, but actually, we have also started um, to expand that effort somewhat. Mm-hmm. So we also recognize that apart from frontline healthcare workers, there are some who are kind of Frontline as well in certain other ways. Sure. For example, in many of our buildings today, we have got security guards mm. uh, that are there taking temperatures, looking at the temperature scanners. We have actually a lot of cleaners who have now had to step up their cleaning regime. Yep. You know whether they be the, the you know the lift buttons right down to the general environment. So a lot of the cleaners, a lot of the the, the security um, uh, workers. Uh, and so on, um, the receptionists, etc., have had to do a lot more than they used to do in the past and sure. be extra vigilant. So we had actually also started to um, show some encouragement to these people. So, right. so for those who are working in our high-traffic areas, for our DBS officers, we have actually started to give them as well some encouragements like a free coffee, with mm-hmm. free tea with OT Heart, with a Kopi Ong. You know. These are also our own local brands, local SMEs uh, who are operating uh, amongst us. Okay, so, so you gave the, the local businesses some encouragement as well. A- and you're also helping out. Well, not helping, I think... It is, it's not so much helping, but you're encouraging yeah. the efforts of other people who might not be healthcare professionals. Yes, yeah, so in a way, in a way it's, not, it's, it's one of those things where it might look like a little gesture, but in, in many respects, I think it, it would warm the hearts of these people to know that there are others who recognize the contribution that they have made, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, whether the security guards or the receptionists and so on. And at the same time, you know, really also uh, giving support to our local enterprises, uh, the SMEs. Which I love. I, I think that's absolutely wonderful because I think some of them are a little bit more vulnerable right now to the challenges that they're feeling, especially our retailers. So that's, that's great. And I think that's wonderful. And I'm going to look forward to more initiatives from DBS. Before I let you go, so I'm, I'm going to just jump into your head a little bit now. What do you think the initial reaction for some of us in Singapore was panic, but now there is a, a calm that has sort of descended upon us. We're taking the government at their word. We're, we're washing our hands. We're being more vigilant. But I think we're, we've all reached this level of calm. Why do you think that is? No, I think first and foremost, uh, you know, it's one of those human behaviors, mm-hmm. right, uh, 
initially when you know people fear the unknown. Right. Um, I think for us, uh, we have been kind of dealing with this now for quite a number of weeks, probably about two over months now. Mm-hmm. And I think people are starting to be able to see that uh, in Singapore, we have actually managed the situation very, very well. Mm. Um, the government has been very transparent. The government has been very forthcoming, uh, not just with information, but also with um, concrete actions that have been taken, very clear guidance. So it's, it's information, it's clear guidance. Uh, it is people walking the talk. Mm-hmm. And then when we, when we look at what's happened, uh, I would say that you know it's something that is starting to be kind of normal, more normal. I think mm-hmm. people are re- starting to return We've to, our normal. to normalcy. So I, I would say let's not be complacent. Right. I, I think we should never be complacent. But uh, I think the efforts over the last couple of weeks have actually displayed that Singapore has been able to uh, manage this well and, and kind of uh, contain it uh, well. And uh, we have also started to see more and more of our own um, citizens, I think, becoming more and more responsible and because they're more and more aware. Right. So I, I, I believe that's, that's one of the reasons uh, things have started to kind of return to somewhat normalcy. Right. And I hope that uh, that continues to be the case for us because, you know, I have to admit, I'm, I'm getting a little tired of home delivery meals. I want to go back out to the restaurant soon. We've been speaking to Shi Tsi Kun, a DBS Singapore country head. Thank you so much for coming in and, and sharing some of why it is that DBS is reaching out to our healthcare professionals and your initiatives to support in this time of need. This has been Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.